Hey everyone, it's Metalhead Mar from This Day in Metal, and I'm here today to talk to K.K. Danny about his new book, Heavy Duty, Days and Nights and Judas Priest. So, K.K., besides Jimi Hendrix, anybody else make you want to learn to play the guitar? Hi, Marvin. As I said, um, apart from Hendrix, um, everyone was someone that I would worship, you know, because as a youngster and just starting to play the guitar and, um, you know, seeing these guys, you know, I mean, I can remember seeing Mick Taylor with John Mel's Blues Breakers in a, in a pub <laughs> nearby where I worked, you know, there's nobody there. Um, incredible. Um, but obviously, uh, just about everyone really, um, everyone was good, you know. Um, obviously, I was looking at everyone. Um, guys from Fleetwood Mac, Free, obviously, Clapton. Um, there's, a, there's a guy called Ollie Olsen in a band called Pato that was great, you know. Um, but just about everybody I watched, they were like wizards to me. Um, but it wasn't until Hendrix came along that I was, you know, it was just taken to a complete uh, different level, you know. Um, uh, and that's all I can say. I was just awe inspired by just everyone. Um, obviously, a, a little bit. A few years later on, you know, I mean, I got to like the Scorpions a lot, you know, with Uli Roth and, uh, and obviously UFO with Michael Schenker. Um, liked the songs a lot from those bands, you know, it wasn't just about the guitar playing. Um, but early days again, early Gary Moore, I had those first albums, you know, that they released the original Skid Row. Okay, KK, what's your favourite Judas Priest album? Favourite album, Marvin, that's a tough one, mate. Um, as I think, as I said, uh, fed all my babies, my precious children, obviously depicting certain times in my life. And um, so it's, it's a difficult, really, you know. Um, but um, I think the Hallmark albums would probably be... Um, I guess Sad Wings, British Steel, Scream for Vengeance, maybe, um, Painkiller, you know, um, but certainly, um, can't really discriminate between one or the other, so they're all very precious to me, um, you know, as an out and out metal album, probably British Steel and Painkiller stand out a little bit as, as good. Good albums, all round albums, as I say, Scream of Vengeance, our biggest ever uh, selling record. Obviously, it must have had a lot of good ingredients people liked. Um, and, um, and I think the Turbo album is a, a good album, really. But um, having said that, I'm extremely proud of Nostradamus, too. Um. So what was it like playing with Budgie and Thin Lizzy in the early 70s? Touring with uh, in the early days uh, 
was a big learning curve for us, but uh, loads of fun. We would do extensive tours, you know, um, we budget maybe 25 or maybe more shows in the UK alone, which is quite something really. So um, obviously we would play with lots of bands and obviously, as you mentioned, Thin Lizzy as well. Um, it was all very, very early days, prayer and a wing. Uh, used to help each other out sometimes, you know. Um, we would hear a knock at the door in the middle of the night and Burke, Shelley would be standing there from Budgie and say, you know, can we sleep out on the floor tonight, you know, because they were probably had a gig in Newcastle and they were heading back to Cardiff in South Wales, long journey. Um, so, um, and we would do the same when we were down there, neck of the woods, you know, we would just... Um, going to Burke's house and just sleep on the floor and, you know, that's when we helped each other out as best we could, uh, whenever we could, with gear and accommodation, whatever we could do. Um, but uh, those guys helped us a lot to come on, really. Um, yeah, very, very treasured moments in a band's career, those early gigs and dates. It's, uh, it's the thing that uh, really does mould you as a band. Um, yeah, we would we would get up and, and play. We would do a jam session at the the, the end of the the, uh, the evening with the budgie. Can remember those jam sessions well. Some kind of blues track, loads of fun. I think there is some recordings around somewhere, but uh, but who knows? Mark Eggleton is a good author, and how was it working with him for for this book? Anything else you wish you had added to it? but uh, predominantly done by phone as Mark lives up there in Scotland um, obviously everything was recorded um, yeah it came together really quite well as you say Mark's a, a very proficient guy um, yeah I, I keep remembering things really it's uh, I guess life's like that really <laughs> you can't you know you can't bring to the forefront of your memory just absolutely everything that happens so um you know, um, whilst doing the book, really, um, there was times when we just had to move on, otherwise we would have got bogged down. Um, but I think I managed to include a really good, uh, comprehensive uh, amount of material in the book that gives would give everyone a very good insight as to, uh, you know, into my life and career. And... Um, yeah, I mean, someone did ask me, is there a volume two out there? Well, who knows, maybe, maybe in a few years, but um, we'll see about that. But, uh, yeah, I do keep remembering little bits and pieces, uh, but maybe, as I say, maybe that's for another day. So, KK, what are your future plans? Any music projects or anything in the works?
plans for the future? Um, I guess I'm just uh, winging it at the moment, really, Marvin. Obviously, lots of things have been um, going on with the band situation, but um, obviously that seems to be um, pretty much consolidated. Um, obviously, as I think I mentioned, I'm always doing something, do, you know, playing bits and pieces here, solos and stuff, and doing songs and early, uh, helping some uh, younger guys if I can. And um, and I'm always busy with my website, kkdowning.net, which is like a big fanzine run by fans uh, in in Finland, Helsinki. And, um, but lots of opportunities come up for me to do things, you know, um, whether it's go on one of those Monsters of Rock tours, or whether it's uh, go out there and tour with uh, other people, other guys, obviously, or I know, and, um, and have uh, been around for most of my life. That, that happens sometimes, those kind of all-star tour things. Um, but um, I think I'm just going to, uh, I think I, I said I've just relocated home, so I'm going to be putting my music room back together in the next uh, month or two and uh, disappear over the winter and see what comes out in spring. And then I will see if, uh, see if I'm, I've got any more better ideas um, as to what's going to be, be happening then, I guess, Marvin. Hey, KK, do you stay in touch with Al Atkins or any other of the band members? Redo. Um, um, yeah, uh, no, with Al Atkins, don't really stay in touch. Uh, I think I mentioned Al did come to my, to my house a year, a year or two ago. Um, and said hi and uh, doing some stuff like that. Um, yeah, but hopefully one day we'll be able to, uh, you know, have a beer together and uh, talk about the past. But um, I think that when it was a sad day when, uh, well, Al, because all those years ago he had uh, a wife and a child and it was tough going and there was no money. You know, we were gigging and stuff like that, but. Nothing that would put food on the table, so Al, Al had to bail out, and obviously we, we we went on to success. So you can imagine kind of how he felt, um, you know, whether we would have been what success we would have achieved with Al. Um, I don't know, um, but we were in a good place when Al was in the pen. But um, obviously we went on to find Rob, you know, was, uh, who has an incredible vocal range and. Um, and the rest is history, really, Marvin. Again, sorry about the low volume on the earlier takes. Hopefully this will be better for you, Marvin. Let me know, mate. And uh, again, thank you very much. And, um, and good luck with everything your end. Hope to see you one day, mate. Take care. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Appreciate it, and good luck with your book.